Sunday of the fourteenth week in ordinary time. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning our song shall rise to Thee. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Holy, 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 all the saints adore Thee, though the eye of sinful man Thy glory may not see. Only thou art holy, there is none beside thee, which were and are, and evermore shall be. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, All thy works shall praise thy name in earth and sky and sea. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Lord our God, in splendor and majesty you are clothed, wrapped in light as in a robe. Alleluia. Bless the Lord, my soul. Lord God, how great you are, clothed in majesty and glory, wrapped in light as in a robe. You stretch out the heavens like a tent. Above the rains you build your dwelling. You make the clouds your chariot and walk on the wings of the wind. You make the wind your messengers and flashing fire your servants. You founded the earth on its base, to stand firm from age to age. You wrapped it with the ocean like a cloak. The waters stood higher than the mountains. At your threat they took to flight. At the voice of your thunder they fled. They rose over the mountains and flowed down to the place which you had appointed. You set limits they might not pass, lest they return to cover the earth. You make the springs gush forth in the valleys. They flow in between the hills. They give drink to all the beasts of the field. The wild asses quench their thirst. On their banks dwell the birds of heaven. From the branches they sing their song. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Lord our God, in splendor and majesty you are clothed, wrapped in light as in a robe. Alleluia. The Lord has brought forth bread from the earth and wine to give warmth to men's hearts. Alleluia. From your dwelling you water the hills. Earth drinks its fill of your gift. You make the grass grow for the cattle and the plants to serve man's needs, that he may bring forth bread from the earth and wine to cheer man's heart, oil to make him glad, and bread to strengthen man's heart. The trees of the Lord drink their fill. 
the cedars he planted on Lebanon. There the birds build their nests. On the treetop, the stork has her home. The goats find a home on the mountains, and rabbits hide in the rocks. You made the moon to mark the months. The sun knows the time for its setting. When you spread the darkness, it is night, and all the beasts of the forest creep forth. The young lions roar for their prey and ask their food from God. At the rising of the sun, they steal away and go to rest in their dens. Man goes forth to his work, to labor till evening falls. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The Lord has brought forth bread from the earth, and wine to give warmth to men's hearts. Alleluia. The Lord looked upon all he had made, and saw that it was very good. Alleluia. How many are your works, O Lord? In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your riches. There is the sea, vast and wide, with its moving swarms past counting, living things great and small. The ships are moving there, and the monsters you made to play with. All of these look to you to give them their food in due season. You give it, they gather it up. You open your hand, they have their fill. You hide your face, they are dismayed. You take back your spirit, they die, returning to the dust from which they came. You send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord last forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. He looks on the earth and it trembles. The mountains send forth smoke at his touch. I will sing to the Lord all my life, make music to my God while I live. May my thoughts be pleasing to him. I find my joy in the Lord. Let sinners banish from the earth, and the wicked exist no more. Bless the Lord, my soul. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Father, as you made springs and valleys to form streams between mountains, so you made living streams of grace flow from all the apostles, that their teaching may bring salvation to all nations. May we have a practical knowledge of their doctrine, be obedient to their commands, obtain remission of sins through their prayers, and finally receive the reward of eternal happiness. The Lord looked upon all he had made and saw that it was very good. Alleluia. Blessed are your eyes, for they see God's works, and your ears, for they hear his word. A reading from the second book of Samuel. The Lord sent Nathan to David, and when he came to him, he said, Judge this case for me. In a certain town there were two men, one rich, the other poor. The rich man had flocks and herds in great numbers, but the poor man had nothing at all except one little ewe lamb that he had bought. He nourished her, and she grew up with him and his children. She shared the little food he had, and drank from his cup, and slept in his bosom. She was like a daughter to him. Now the rich man received a visitor, but he would not take from his own flocks and herds to prepare a meal for the wayfarer who had come to him. Instead, he took the poor man's ewe lamb and made a meal of it for his visitor. David grew very angry with that man and said to Nathan, As the Lord lives, the man who has done this merits death. He shall restore the ewe lamb fourfold because he has done this and he has had no pity. Then Nathan said to David, You are the man. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king of Israel. I rescued you from the hand of Saul. 
I gave you your Lord's house and your Lord's wives for your own. I gave you the house of Israel and of Judah. And if this were not enough, I could count up for you still more. Why have you spurned the Lord and done evil in his sight? You have cut down Uriah the Hittite with the sword. You took his wife as your own, and him you killed with the sword of the Ammonites. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house, because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, I will bring evil upon you out of your own house. I will take your wives while you live to see it, and will give them to your neighbor. He shall lie with your wives in broad daylight. You have done this deed in secret, but I will bring it about in the presence of all Israel, and with the sun looking down. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan answered David, The Lord on his part has forgiven your sin. You shall not die. But since you have utterly spurned the Lord by this deed, the child born to you must surely die. Then Nathan returned to his house. The Lord struck the child that the wife of Uriah had borne to David, and it became desperately ill. David besought God for the child. He kept a fast, retiring for the night to lie on the ground clothed in sackcloth. The elders of his house stood beside him, urging him to rise from the ground, but he would not, nor would he take food with them. On the seventh day the child died. David's servants, however, were afraid to tell him that the child was dead, for they said, When the child was alive, we spoke to him, but he would not listen to what we said. How can we tell him the child is dead? He may do some harm. But David noticed his servants whispering among themselves and realized that the child was dead. He asked his servants, Is the child dead? They replied, Yes, he is. Rising from the ground, David washed and anointed himself and changed his clothes. Then he went to the house of the Lord and worshipped. He returned to his own house, where at his request food was set before him, and he ate. His servants said to him, What is this you are doing? While the child was living, you fasted and wept and kept vigil. Now that the child is dead, you rise and take food. He replied, While the child was living, I fasted and wept, thinking, Perhaps the Lord will grant me the child's life. But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he will not return to me. Then David comforted his wife Bathsheba. He went and slept with her, and she conceived and bore him a son who was named Solomon. The Lord loved him and sent the prophet Nathan to name him Jedidiah on behalf of the Lord. My sins are more numerous than the sands of the sea, and my transgressions are many. I am not worthy to raise my eyes to the height of heaven because of my countless offenses. For I have provoked your anger, and I have done evil in your presence. I know my faults, and my sin is ever before me, because I have sinned against you alone, and I have done evil in your presence. A reading from a sermon by St. Augustine, Bishop. I acknowledge my transgression, says David. If I admit my fault, then you will pardon it. Let us never assume that if we live good lives we will be without sin. Our lives should be praised only when we continue to beg for pardon. But men are hopeless creatures, and the less they concentrate on their own sins, the more interested they become in the sins of others. They seek to criticize, not to correct. Unable to excuse themselves, they are ready to accuse others. This was not the way that David showed us how to pray and make amends to God when he said, 
I acknowledge my transgression, and my sin is ever before me. He did not concentrate on others' sins. He turned his thoughts upon himself. He did not merely stroke the surface, but he plunged inside and went deep down within himself. He did not spare himself, and therefore was not impudent in asking to be spared. Do you want God to be appeased? Learn what you are to do, that God may be pleased with you. Consider the psalm again. If you wanted sacrifice, I would indeed have given it. In burnt offerings, you will take no delight. Are you then to be without sacrifice? Are you to offer nothing? Will you please God without an offering? Consider what you read in the same psalm. If you wanted sacrifice, I would indeed have given it. In burnt offerings, you will take no delight. But continue to listen and say with David, A sacrifice to God is a contrite spirit. God does not despise a contrite and humble heart. Cast aside your former offerings, for now you have found out what you are to offer. In the days of your fathers you would have made offerings of cattle. These were the sacrifices. If you wanted sacrifice, I would indeed have given it. These then, Lord, you do not want, and yet you do want sacrifice. You will take no delight in burnt offerings, David says. If you will not take delight in burnt offerings, will you remain without sacrifice? Not at all. A sacrifice to God is a contrite spirit. God does not despise a contrite and humble heart. You now have the offerings you are to make. No need to examine the herd. No need to outfit ships and travel to the most remote provinces in search of incense. Search within your heart for what is pleasing to God. Your heart must be crushed. Are you afraid that it might perish so? You have the reply. Create a clean heart in me, O God. For a clean heart to be created, the unclean one must be crushed. We should be displeased with ourselves when we commit sin, for sin is displeasing to God. Sinful though we are, let us at least be like God in this, that we are displeased at what displeases Him. In some measure, then, you will be in harmony with God's will, because you will find displeasing in yourself what is abhorrent to your Creator. My sins, O Lord, have pierced me through like arrows, but before they wound me. Heal me, O God, with the ointment of repentance. Create a clean heart in me, O God, and put a new and steadfast spirit within me. Heal me, O God, with the ointment of repentance. You are God, we praise you. You are the Lord, we acclaim you. You are the Eternal Father. All creation worships you. To you, all angels, all the powers of heaven, cherubim and seraphim, sing in endless praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. The glorious company of apostles praise you. The noble fellowship of prophets praise you. The white-robed army of martyrs praise you. Throughout the world, the Holy Church acclaims you. Father of majesty unbounded, your true and only Son, worthy of all worship, and the Holy Spirit, advocate and guide. You, Christ, are the King of glory, the eternal Son of the Father. When you became man to set us free, you did not spurn the virgin's womb. You overcame the sting of death and opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You are seated at God's right hand in glory. We believe that you will come and be our judge. Come then, Lord, and help your people, bought with the price of your own blood, 
and bring us with your saints to glory everlasting. Let us pray. Father, through the obedience of Jesus, your servant and your son, you raised a fallen world. Free us from sin and bring us the joy that lasts forever. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord and give him thanks.